This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One World Cup trophy, one European Championship final, two World Cup semi-finals and two European Championship semi-finals. These are largely the barometers of England's successes. 66, 68, 90, 96, 18 and 20. Caps and goals might not necessarily matter in this list, but of course it does help. But we are ranking the 50 greatest England footballers for their service, their longevity and largely their success. So without further ado, let's rank them. Number 50, Michael Owen, and to my five-year-old eyes, the scorer of England's best ever goal at the time against Argentina in the 1998 World Cup, last 16. That, though, would be heartbreak, as would be the championships in the European Championships in 2000, the World Cup in 2002, and in perpetuity. Michael Owen looked for all the world to be breaking the goal-scoring record, but injuries and being in the golden generation largely hampered him, and therefore, number 50 here. Number 49, Kenny Sampson, and Sampson, one of the longest-serving defenders for England. His 86 caps meant that he would enjoy the World Cups of 82 and 86, some of the more successful times for England as he reached the last 12, as it was then known, in the uh, 1982 World Cup and the quarterfinals in 1986. Number 48, Gary Neville, one less cap than Sansom, but still a great fullback, and probably this one decided on the flip of a coin, really. Also, Gary Neville made a semi-final of a major tournament, making the semi-finals at Euro 96, playing an integral role in a defensive three for England. Number 47, Luke Shaw, and another fullback here, and this one might shock you a little bit, but to be one of the three Englishmen to score in a final, you do have to be here. At the time of the recording, he only has 16 caps to his name, but his rejuvenation, returning to the England setup and scoring a goal at the uh, Euro 2020 final means I had to include him on this list. Number 46, Paul Scholes, the man of the great golden generation midfield and the one man out of that midfield to be sacrificed out on the left, whilst 
Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard will become centurions and play for the national team well into the 2010s. Scholes, as a result of being ostracised on the left, sacked England off midway through his career in 2004, scored a couple of goals at tournaments in the 98 World Cup against Tunisia and, of course, in Euro 2004 against Croatia. 45, Teddy Sheringham. Oh, Teddy, Teddy. Didn't score as many as some of the forwards on this list and didn't play, probably played less tournament matches than you would expect, but for four weeks in the summer of 1996, he was almost untouchable, nearly immortal. His finest game in England colours coming in that superb 4-1 win against the Netherlands. Number 44, Jordan Henderson. May not be a fashionable selection to be so high, but easily an important name for England in the current era, getting to the semi-final of the World Cup in 2018. And he has the distinction of being one of the longest waits for an international goal for England. Only Ashley Cole and Gary Neville have waited longer for an international goal, not scored them, either of them. But ultimately, Henderson would end that streak in a European Championships quarter-final in 2021. He was a bit part player at these Euros, but otherwise he would have been higher if he'd have played throughout, but still remains one of the more important England players of the last five to six years. 43, Kyle Walker, and Walker may not have as many caps as defenders in this in this podcast, but he would reach a final of a major tournament, unlike a few of those. And despite being a quick, kind of flashy defender, he, for England, goes quietly about his business. And when his career is said and done, he'll probably go down as amongst the, one of the better right-backs in English history. I like that too. 42, Billy Wright, and perhaps easily born a decade too early. Billy Wright won 105 caps in the 15 years after the Second World War. He was the part of the side, for England at least, that first ventured out to the world. Captain in England at the 1958 World Cup. 41, Glenn Hoddle, and you must say for his talent that he mightily underachieved for England, at least definitely in management. He would figure in the 1982 and 86 World Cups, a time of promise for England after the gloom of the 70s, but he would end, a, end his international career in the ignominy of a group stage exit at Euro 1988. Number 40, Kieran Trippier. We all remember that free kick against Croatia, don't we? We all remember the tweets where it says that your life peaked here. But he did play his part at uh, Euro 2022 for a, an era that will go down as only second to... 1966 for England and Trippier was there for all of it. 39 George Cohen, our very first World Cup winner and we simply had to include all 11 of the starters here, didn't we? He would be gone by the Euros in 1968 but remains immortalised in the 66 starting 11 and Alf Ramsey called him England's greatest ever right back. 38 Ashley Cole, one of the more underappreciated fullbacks in England history here and he was a centurion for England. He had Perhaps if he'd have been born into a different era, maybe a couple of years later, a few decades before, he might be the best ever England fullback. 37, Trevor Francis. And like Glenn Hoddle, he was born into an era of promise, but one that never really truly fulfilled. He caught the back end of England's blackout of international tournaments in the 70s. Of course, England's first million pound player played his last games for his country at Mexico, 86. 36, Nobby Styles, our second World Cup winner in this list. He's since been immortalised with the Dremere Trophy and, of course, in the Three Lions song. His dance on the Wembley turf reverberates through the years and is fully remembered for that, at least for England anyway. 35, David Seaman and, quite simply, one of the better England goalkeepers in history. 
And it's a mark of a goalkeeper where their team can't replace him. And arguably, it was only until Joe Hart hit Euro 2012 where a solid replacement for him was found, at least for a few tournaments there. Seaman saved England's first penalty in a shootout, um, England's first shootout win at Euro 96 against Spain. And obviously, Seaman was part of the fantastic Euro 96 team that got to the semi-finals. 34, Rio Ferdinand, perhaps a centre-half that should have had more caps for England. And it's really hard to believe that his final tournament was the 2006 World Cup. Hard to believe that he never represented England at a European Championships for one reason or another. And this is probably why he ranks slightly lower than his contemporaries at defence. 33, Chris Waddle, perhaps in an England shirt, unfairly remembered for that penalty miss in 1990. Again, a slightly lower goal return than expected, but a much-needed flair player for the era for England. Played in the 1986 and 1990 World Cups. final and a semi-final, and of course the semi-finals for England almost always grants you a place on this ranked list. 32, Saul Campbell, and again like Rio Ferdinand, another centre-half who should have won more caps for his country. Also should have had goals in the knockout stages of the 1998 World Cup against Argentina and the quarterfinals of the Euros in 2004 against Portugal and had those goals been allowed we might have been looking at a very different world never mind (laughs) country he was perhaps more integral to England than Ferdinand but less so than John Terry who will be coming up also in this list 31 Kevin Keegan perhaps he was born too early like a few on this list he made his name during England's top blackout in the 1970s and perhaps could have gone further in 1982 and had he been around in Mexico 1986 England might have got further but that is another what if when it comes to England unfortunately for what was a superb player at the time of course a Ballon d'Or winner number 30 Steven Gerrard the man scored important goals in 2006 again alongside the uh, next entry on this ranked list and should have been part of a winning tournament team for England one of the more important England players of his time had the longevity like so many of his era did in that age and he just couldn't get over the line for England and you must say that he underachieved as a result like our next pick 29 Frank Lampard and of course the first thought that runs through our minds is Blumfontein, the ghost goal. And for me, in an England shirt, that shouldn't define Frank Lampard. And of course, whenever we discuss the two, we're always going to split hairs with Stephen Jarrett and Frank Lampard. But the goals that Lampard scored in tournaments, his year of 2004, for example, was uh, superb. Making him more memorable, perhaps makes him more important. Who knows? If I could rank them alongside each other, maybe I could, I would. Uh, perhaps Sven-Goran Eriksson shouldn't have ranked them directly next to each other in the pitch and maybe England would have won something. Number 28, Sir Tom Finney, born too early perhaps. Finney is one of England's greatest scorers, scored in the 1958 World Cup, perhaps deserves something more with his quality and more with his goals. Number 27, Roger Hunt, the man up top alongside Martin Peters and Jeff Hurst in that World Cup final in 1966, of course. He was more prolific for Liverpool, admittedly, but he does deserve a place on this list merely for being in the 11 for the 96 final. Number 26, John Terry, another England player of the golden generation that deserved a trophy, really, whether it was his goal line clearance against Ukraine at Euro 2012 or throwing his head literally to the floor to block a chance against Slovenia at the 2010 World Cup. He was a modern-day Terry Butcher. He had longevity, had the passion, the desire, and should have won a tournament, really, with England. 
25, Jordan Pickford. And perhaps people may berate me for having Pickford so high, for having him above David Seaman perhaps, but for his form for England is simply incredible. A man of the match display against Sweden in the World Cup in 2018 on the winning side of a penalty shootout against Colombia the round prior, which is something only David Seaman has done. He was superb in the 2020 European Championships, didn't concede a single goal from open play and did save two penalties in the final, which in any normal circumstances would have meant England won the tournament and had he won that tournament he would have been immortalised as one of the better England goalkeepers. 24, Tony Adams and Tony Adams was very, very successful for England. England's captain during Euro 1996 may have been ranked higher had he been selected for Italia 90 but one of the more important defenders for England in the 90s and into Euro 2000, 2000 as well where he ended his international career. Number 23, David Platt, simply that goal against Belgium at the 1990 World Cup. And if ever there was a big game player for England in this stage, it was David Platt. Sprinkled in parts in 1996 as well in the semi-final team that got to the Euros. And he even scored at Euro 1992, which very rarely happened for England and would have been in three. Had scraped through that group in Sweden in 1992. Two. Ray Wilson, a Yorkshire legend, a World Cup winner, so he has to be included on this list, doesn't he? A lot of caps for England, one of the more underrated players of 66, but definitely had his place in defence in that uh, team. Made up a superb backline alongside Bobby Moore, George Cohen, Ward Jackie, and of course, Gordon Banks in net. 21, Terry Butcher, that shirt, the headband in a match that I'm not entirely sure of. But let it be known, he's probably the hardest centre-back on this list. Also marshalled the English defence in Italia 90, where, of course, they were on the precipice of success. 20, John Barnes. And, of course, when you think of John Barnes in England, sure, you think of that goal in Brazil. But not only that goal in Brazil, but performances in the World Cups in 86 and 1990, where England got so, so near to success. 19, Harry Maguire. Maybe it's recency biased, maybe it's controversial to select Harry Maguire this high, but name me another England defender, another England centre-back to score latter stage. Goals in tournaments like Maguire, not only the two goals in the quarterfinals in 2018 against Sweden, 2021 against Ukraine, but the fact that he's one of the more important England, not only defenders, but players. And in a great era for England, Harry Maguire is at the heart of it. Number 18, Brian Robson. Perhaps England would have had another trophy had Robson been fit for more tournaments in his crucial parts of 1986 and 1990 where had Captain Marvel himself been fit, who knows what England could have achieved. 17, Alan Ball, the youngest member of the England starting lineup in 1966. A big reason for why the wingless wonders were so wonderful, peerless energy and very, very vastly underrated and one of the big reasons for the success of 1966. 16, Jack Charlton, and it goes without saying, the perfect centre-half partner for Bobby Moore, of course, won the World Cup in 66. An understated defender, of course, a World Cup winner. It goes without saying, he has to be on this list in one way or another. Number 15, Wayne Rooney. The most goals in an England shirt, and also perhaps the most underrated England player, also perhaps the most underachieving of England players as well, would undoubtedly be on the podium had he got closer had he won a golden boot for example but for such a talented group to not even reach a semi-final is a massive underachievement and the fact that Wayne Rooney underperformed at tournaments after the initial burst at Euro 2004 ranks him so lowly on this list. 14 Raheem Sterling and had I made this list 
last year or perhaps earlier on in the year, he wouldn't even be on this list. He was part of the 2018 team that got to the semi-finals of the World Cup, but easily the least revered of the starting 11 there. But in 2020, he was in the most important place, got the first three goals at the Euros, was aptly named in the team of the tournament and was fully vindicated after such a long time of being lambasted in the media. 13, Jimmy Greaves. Now maybe in an alternate universe, Jimmy Greaves scored a hat-trick in the final against Germany and that will of course be one of the bigger what-ifs for England. A what-if that I have covered previously on the YouTube show. One of England's greatest goal scorers would have been the greatest had he not contact, contracted hepatitis prior to the 1966 World Cup, of course. Number 12, Alan Shearer, the first of the three Golden Boot heroes. Shearer scored five goals at Euro 96. He'd also score at the 1998 World Cup and Euro 2000, where he wound down his international career and should have fired England to a trophy in 1996, scoring, of course, in the semi-final against Germany. Number 11, David Beckham, and again, another name that should have won something for England, deserved to do it for. The amount of time that he put into his national team, the amount of holes that he dug England out of, most notably Greece in 2001, Argentina, of course, in 2002. One of the most tenured England players, unfairly, I feel, ditched by Steve McLaren in 2006, took over suitably over the mantle of Tony Adams and Alan Shearer to be an England captain, dragged England to quarterfinals, should have been more though, scored in three World Cups and no other England player has done that before. Number 10, Stuart Pearce, a redemption story for England, perhaps only second to Gareth Southgate, one of the penalty misses in 1990, scored, of course, in two separate shootouts at Euro 96, with that celebration living long in the memory against Spain. Also added to the fact that Psycho was one of the better left-backs in England history. Number 9, Paul Gascoigne, perhaps didn't have the best goal return or the most caps for England, but for two summers in 1990 and 1996, he dragged England somewhere unimaginable beforehand. 1990, he was more influential, probably more remembered for those tears. 1996, he was less influential, less fit perhaps, but he scored one of the greatest England goals against Scotland. Plus, he has two semi-finals to his name, of course. Number eight, Martin Peters, and perhaps the forgotten final goal scorer for England, perhaps a lesser-known attacker in 1966, as Hurst, Greaves and Hunt get lauded, but 20 goals in 67 games, and the fact that he is a World Cup winner, Martin Peters definitely deserves to be in the top ten. Seven, Harry Kane, the second of three Golden Boot winners on this list in England white, and maybe he's got one of the worst golden boots ever recorded but he would back it up again in 2021 after a slow start but got crucial goals scored the goal that got England into the final of course also scoring against Ukraine and Germany in the knockouts and had England won that final he'd potentially had he scored be on the podium of this list number six Gary Lineker and another player to win a golden boot at the tournament Lineker's longevity was something to behold as well may have won the golden boot in 1986 but perhaps most fondly remembered for the semi-finals in 1990. Scored more vital goals as well. Two against Cameroon in the quarter-finals, a goal in the semi against West Germany. And perhaps should have had the most England goals for a time, but for his penalty miss in the last ever game of his England career. Number five, Peter Shilton. And Shilton, of course, the most capped England player has seen it all. The second best England goalkeeper on this list at least and um, perhaps the Diego Maradona handball might taint his entire life not just his career but reaching the semi-finals in 1990 was easily a fitting way to end his international career. Number four Gordon Banks and of course the best ever goalkeeper for England Gordon Banks. 
Banks is probably remembered like a member further up this list. Remember something more than 1966, but in the following World Cup in 1970. And it evolves Pele like the other man on this list does. Um, uh, one of the best ever saves of all time in the group stage match against Brazil. And of course, it does help that Gordon Banks is the only England goal- goalkeeper to win the World Cup, of course. Number three, Jeff Hurst and one of the last three England players to score a goal in the final of a major tournament. The only player, full stop, to score a hat-trick in a major international tournament final. And he wasn't even first choice or wouldn't have been in the starting eleven at least had Jimmy Greaves not been injured. Number two, Bobby Moore. Shockingly never been knighted but easily ranks as England's best defender of all time and like Gordon Banks remembered more for the tackle against Pele in 1970 but... Of course, he won the World Cup, the only player for England to lift a trophy aloft. Not a bad player at all. And number one, Sir Bobby Charlton, quite simply the best. Obviously, won the World Cup for England, scored crucial goals in that tournament. The most important player, arguably, in 66, scored goals against Argentina. Scored two against Portugal in the semi-finals. So, to extrapolate that across time, Charlton has to be the most important England player, the greatest England player ever. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.